This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have in this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. This podcast is all about that. The guest on my podcast this week is Vikram Modgil, founder of thegoodai.org. There are some unnecessary or unconscious biases that come into our businesses and they creep in. And if you're not conscious, if you're not alert, they can impact lives. That is uh, something that should not happen. So with that thought and knowledge and understanding, I wanted to contribute back and I started looking for forums where you know I can get involved and I unfortunately couldn't find anything which was exactly what I uh, wanted this to become. Normally you know the, everybody is hesitant on starting something like this on their own because it takes a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of people yeah. and I wanted to challenge that thinking and start something which is focused on helping one person at a time and even if two people showed up that would be a success. The three big things that we want to empower people to do are uh, create awareness, engagement and actions around the ethics and biases of AI and trustworthiness of AI. Being in Seattle is a is a very huge advantage for us. If we could influence Seattle, we could influence the whole world. This is Vikram. Throughout his career, he has helped his clients succeed in achieving their goals by truly leveraging the power of the data they already own in using machine learning. And to do so, he has built an ecosystem company called P-Square that consists of employees, associates, and partners located in the US, Europe, and India. Prior to founding P-Square, Vikram was part of multiple successful startups and wore multiple hats, including business portfolio management, consulting, and delivering of AI services. Recently, he founded the goodai.org in Seattle, which brings together groups of professionals and leaders from business, not-for-profit, education, legal, and technology backgrounds. The goodai.org is on a mission to empower every human to contribute by spreading awareness, facilitating engagement, and inspiring action towards ethical aspects of AI. And this triggered me, hence I invited Vikram to my podcast. We explore the reasons why ethical AI is so important to sustain a world we actually like to live and work in. We also discuss the various aspects of ethical AI and what we can do as individuals, groups, or organizations to ensure we get what we want and hope for. By listening to this interview, you will learn three things. Firstly, that in order to encourage innovative ideas from within your organization on areas where AI could actually deliver impact, simply stick to four basic rules. It has to deliver a shift in value, be feasible, scalable, and responsible. 
Secondly, while the quality of your ideas for innovation will increase significantly, once you ensure diversity in the room to look at the problem through different lenses. And thirdly, that it's in every software vendor's responsibility to raise some very tough questions whether their AI technology is ethical, explainable and transparent. It all starts by doing the right thing and that can be very profitable. So, Rikram, welcome on my podcast and thanks for making the time available on your uh, busy schedule. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I've, I've been looking into your profile and you're doing quite a bit of things. I, I see that you got a, a number of companies that are yeah, busy around uh, AI, machine learning, and the, the, kind of the latest technologies. But one of the things that uh, struck me uh, was something that you founded, the goodai.org. So, but before we, we, we start talking about that more in, in, in depth, maybe you can share with my audience, like, what are your, your passions and then how did you get into business in the first place? Thank you. Yeah, so AI and machine learning and data science has been sort of my background, and I've worked across the globe for uh, more than 90 countries, actually. And, you know, looking at various levels of maturities and how people are beginning to embrace AI. And through all of that, what I also noticed that, you know, there are some unnecessary or unconscious biases that come into our businesses and they creep in. And if you're not conscious, if you're not alert, they can impact lives. Some of these biases are very benign and they are harmless. Like, you know, whether you would click on a red or a blue icon, you know, those are some basic things that don't affect anybody and there can be bias sure. there, but then there are other type of decisions which are which can influence lives. And, you know, if it's a mortgage decision, and if, if it is biased towards a certain gender because you didn't have data for all types of genders, mm-hmm. then those biases will affect lives. And that is uh, something that should not happen. So with that thought and knowledge and understanding, I wanted to contribute back and I started looking for forums where you know I can get involved. And I unfortunately couldn't find anything which okay. was exactly what I uh, wanted this to become. So with that thought, I thought, okay, fine. You know, Normally, you know, the, everybody is hesitant on starting something like this on their own because it takes a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of people. Yeah. And I wanted to challenge that thinking and start something which is focused on helping one person at a time. And even if two people showed up, that would be a success. Yeah, oh, that's uh, fascinating. I actually wrote a blog exactly on this topic today. <laughs> I, well, your words, like almost copied into the blog. It's the power of the start and in, in so many cases that people have a great idea, but they have the fear to start and therefore a lot of these good things never never see daylight. So good that you did that and step by step, as you say, uh, person by person. So what is the big idea behind good AI? Yeah, so, so the three big things that we want to empower people to do are uh, create awareness, engagement and actions around the ethics and biases of AI and trustworthiness of AI. So that is the foundational principle, right? Three pillars. And, you know, early part of uh, what we did initially was focused on the first two of those, which was trade awareness and engagement. So we did a lot of that during the initial days. But then globally, we saw this trend that everybody's talking about trustworthy AI. European Union had this amazing study with 52 different uh, professionals from all kinds of uh, backgrounds who were involved. And I was interacting with a couple of them. And then saw when the study came out and, and 
you know, the conclusion for all the different studies that have been done in the space are actually the same six or seven things. And, you know, it is, uh, you know, human agency and oversight. It is about privacy and governance. It is about, you know, robustness, safety, transparency, accountability, right? Those are all the issues that everybody, again, concludes. So we decided that talking about this is is fine. And there is a lot of attention that this has already taken in the marketplace and overall. So we thought we should probably now move towards action. And yeah, so exactly. for the last two, three months, this is where we are. Okay. So... Going back to your big idea, the, the fact that you saw the, the, the challenges around bias around AI, and I completely agree with you. I mean, there's, I've, I've had numerous people on the podcast that were talking about this. They're talking, they were talking about the black box, uh, the reason why the black box needs to be opened. And one example I can remember is from uh, the CTO from MindBridge. He was actually talking about that, how decisions that are being made through AI need to be able to be explained by, by the people that are actually supervising what is happening. For example, if an auditor is, is, is being asked in court to explain why a decision, certain decision was made, you need to be able to uh, to answer that uh, in normal language. And you can't say, you know, yeah, yeah, I made a choice for me. I don't know how. And I mean, I also see regular kind of posts on the internet, for example, around self, self-driving cars, you know, who decides what decisions a self-driving car is making. <laughs> so yeah. that's also of course it's all about the learning and if you if you miss out on the learning part yeah things can happen and, and choices can be made or bias can be put into into that so what do you believe if if this all if well, if the, the power behind or the the, the idea behind the goodei.org is to help establish those well to drive those conversations to create the engagement around it and uh, to establish at the end i think rules for this or uh, a framework for this. What do you believe is the end goal of this? How will the world yeah. look look different? <laughs> yeah. So the end goal is right. You know, our belief is that uh, if we can change, you know, mindset of one person at a time, that is going to create a big splash in the end. So being in Seattle is a is a very huge advantage for us. The reason sure. being that this is a cloudy city. We have Google Cloud here, we have Oracle Cloud, and I'm not even going to say Amazon and Microsoft Cloud are here, right? Because that is obvious. But even Facebook, right? All the companies have their cloud offices here. The world is running on cloud at the moment. Cloud is making AI more accessible and possible for far beyond our imagination. If we could influence Seattle, we could influence the whole world because the people who make it happen, create that platform for everybody to use yeah. are all here. If their systems and their technology could embrace this, we are in good hands. I mean, that would be the ultimate goal. And I think if we could start with one person at a time in Seattle and ultimately influence everyone who's involved in making those decisions every day at you know these amazing companies, we would have done our job, I guess. Yeah. How do you check that? You know, is it, would it be something uh, I'm just thinking about out loud? Uh, would it be something like an Intel Insight type type logo <laughs> that companies that are really, you know, they've thought it through and they really, yeah, have have an open mindset about this in terms of how how it's all being well being explainable. I mean, uh, I think you want to, yeah, spread it spread that word as well from that from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think the there is there's one more, you know, misconception around AI uh, according to me. So for me, AI there is no AI company at the moment in the world because my definition of AI is very different and you know, in my view, 
you know, the reasoning aspect is still not there. Yes, there is a lot of learning. There is a lot of automation, but that's all, you know, effects of machine learning and a lot of machine learning is considered AI. So with that regard, yes, there is AI, but if we are being very specific, it's actually machine and deep learning, which is more prominent at the moment in the world. I have, I'm yet to see a, a real AI, exclusive AI, which is not machine learning and not deep learning. There's not one example that I'm aware of. So in my view, you know, it's it's all machine learning, but we are getting into the territory of AI with, where it looks like it can be a possibility. But at the moment, I think we are just wrapping it all around AI so we don't have to explain or we we don't get questioned because AI is you know self-aware and self-conscious. So yeah. people are using that name just more. I think it's misleading. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about tying it all only to AI. I mean, I mean, all of these technologies at the end make decisions. And I mean, to solve business problems, I mean, the, the majority of the podcasts that I do are about business software. But to solve yeah. business problems you need a variety of technologies and they all need to be transparent and they all need to respect ethics etc yeah yeah absolutely yeah exactly so it's i don't want to tie it only to ai as well so so how is the progress going right now i mean have you what have you achieved so far that's worth making a remark about yeah so so since March, what we have started doing is invite ideas. So the structure of uh, you know each month when we meet, it is, uh, first of all, it's an in-person meetup. And we also have international communities who are willing to start their own versions of this. And I believe we are about to finalize a template which might work for everybody. And in, in this template, we, we have a smallish group of people where everybody could get a, a, you know airtime and mindshare opportunity. And if it becomes bigger, we also have thought about that, you know, to create panels and, you know, rotating panel where, you know, most people would get involved at some point. But whatever it is at, at the moment, what we have achieved is created a template where, you know, people have the opportunity to get connected and network with others who are in the same space, but may come from a different background because we have a lot of people usually from legal background. We have people from technology, obviously, government background, individual communities and, and people and businesses that show up and people who do not represent anything or anyone. We have had very diverse group of attendants and it's all been really not you know, solicited or marketed invitations. You know, We just have it on meetup.com and a few, we have it on our own website and I post once on LinkedIn if you know, it's not about getting a large amount of people or a crowd to attend, but it's more about having the right, you know, mindset and the quality of people who are really willing to go that extra mile and invest their time, energy and effort into this. So I think our achievement is that we are consistently been able to get, you know, a very diverse group of people, very diverse set of ideas into our meetups and and then Action, actionability has not yet been there. So I would say in the same breath that although we've achieved one aspect of you know having a very diverse crowd, I think we are a little bit away from the action. We do have good ideas coming through and, and I can talk about some if you like, but... Yeah, definitely. Give, give a couple of ideas that are coming through through those um, uh, platforms. And, and I also want to kind of dive, dive into like what are the typical challenges that people see, but maybe that is connected to the ideas that are coming in anyway. Yeah. So, so one thing that, uh, you know, most people are thinking about at the moment, the ideas are revolved around where AI can help, you know, improve, uh, you know, a certain type of challenge. So 
last month we had somebody who came through and their idea was to detect guns using deep learning and cameras that are already in place at schools yeah, and detect yeah. you know and alert the law enforcement and you know all the relevant parties so we can save some lives but that is a very novel idea and a, an extremely important one exactly. so that was one of the ideas that was shared last time and there was another idea around you know so if you look at your wardrobe there are probably about 60 70% of the clothes that you never wear <laughs> and it is true for a lot of people yes some people are more conscious than others and this percentages may vary but there's a lot of clothes that are just sitting there the problem is that after plastics clothes are clothes also contain plastic and non plant based materials which are not compostable and not biodegradable so reuse is one option for those so somebody came through last time and they wanted to create a an idea which was a profitable idea for them to create personalized clothing because people actually don't wear things that don't fit right either they outgrow or uh, you know those clothes are too too large and they have lost weight and things like that so those clothes are also sitting out there and idle so this personalized clothing would help people get a really good material and uh, continue to wear them longer and then you know have a take back program so somebody came up with this idea of you know creating a circular sustainable economy yeah. around clothing yeah that's initially you think like okay it's very interesting to, <laughs> for some people to understand what they're not wearing in their in their closet but at the end the bigger the bigger problem at the end is the fact that if you don't yeah if you don't use it you throw it away and there you go you know the circular circular economy uh, is definitely a big problem or at least well, the the garbage that we're creating with it so yeah they, these are absolutely fantastic ideas to apply these technologies to how is that connected then to uh, to the initial purpose of of your organization you know the good ai the bias yeah the, the safety type things that you were talking about earlier on yeah yeah so so i think it's 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 more about trustworthiness also so not just ethical and biases but it's also about you know you know creating a a trustworthy and a healthy environment around us so uh, explainability is is important at every yeah. stage right explainability creates trust invariably and you know at the moment you're right i mean we are not restricting or giving a template to to people that oh you know what your idea has to have a bias type of a okay. so we don't have a bias towards bias only our criteria is very simple so we have only five things that need to apply to any idea it has to be impactful it has to create big impact it has to be feasible it has to have integrated ai somewhere because otherwise it's not it's not something that we can contribute at least i cannot contribute in that in the manner i could otherwise it has to be scalable and it has to be responsible so as long as these five boxes are checked it doesn't need to just be ethics or you know things around trust but it can have you know be more impactful feasible scalable and responsible exactly. so exactly. yeah yeah and i think it's that's definitely a topic from you know, for a number of reasons let me explain the fact that you are setting up a platform to create those ideas or at least bring those ideas to market is is a very good one for in a great number of situations i see that, that people they have to get out of their well the out of their world uh, or out of their was well, think outside of the box that's the, the maybe the phrase for it and that's that's really hard because people they know what they have they know how certain things go and 
for these type of technologies, because they are so different, you have to think completely different. And the more people start being involved in this process, I think the more ideas we will generate in order to, uh, to create yeah, yeah, exponential impact. And that's, yeah. uh, and that's what needs to happen. And having those yeah, platforms, exactly. I mean, if you share those ideas in a group, uh, other ideas will come from that because it's like, you know, one will fire the other. And that is required. And that is good because there's, I think, uh, a large software community behind it that can pick up on those ideas and actually start, start to bring them alive. Uh, but it starts with the good ideas and the big ideas. I'm actually mm -hmm. writing a book about, you know, the 10 traits of uh, a remarkable software business. And it's exactly that, that type of skill that is, that is creating those type of companies. And a lot of companies are suffering from that because they, you know, they, they're continued, continuously staying in their box and don't really yeah, challenge, challenge the status quo around that topic. So fantastic that you are starting this. But have you got plans to kind of scale this outside of Seattle? <laughs> yes, yes, actually we do. So, so far, the reason why we didn't do it, like I said, you know, we didn't know what is the impact that, uh, you know, something like this could create. And we didn't want to duplicate efforts. If there is an effort that's already happening in that direction, we want to support that. So there are some organizations that are using AI for education for kids. And so we actually support those organizations and there are organizations like Good AI, which is uh, helping, you know, move aid faster using AI technologies. So we want to support those groups and not duplicate that effort. So we want to encourage, you know, a fresh set of almost like a create the top of the funnel pipeline of great ideas yeah, and then, sure. you know, find out who can support it, who's willing and able to get behind those ideas, you know, either with their own time, with, you know, their own network or money or whatever ways they can support other people who are bringing those ideas and vice versa. Yeah. That is what we, we just want to create that environment. And we think that this, this environment can scale everywhere. So initial yeah. thoughts are to move to a couple of locations. Uh, the NASCOM in India is interested to try this and uh, some universities as well as in Australia, we are having some conversations. So there are multiple places where this will start becoming a, a regular monthly event so that that's in our plan pipeline for this year yeah that's very good that's very good so from the from the sessions that you've done so far you're saying you're doing these sessions monthly what have you learned from this so far i mean yeah so we've learned that you know a the marketing and you know getting the crowd is you know not not the best thing that you know when you're starting off you should start small. And I think that's very, very important to come to this type of conclusion that we've figured things out for ourselves. If we were big initially, we wouldn't be able to uh, come to the conclusions that we have now. And now is the time to scale. So I think the timing is very important. That's the biggest learning for us. And also being, you know, realistic is another important learning here because we we didn't know, right, whether people will accept this as a gold standard. But right now, for example, when, when we are talking to a few different folks, they want us to work with IEEE. They want us to work with United Nations. And I've been actually invited to a couple of forums from those from United Nations and, and a few other global AI conferences. Yeah. But, you know, it is, it is important to, to time it right and not do that too early. So those have been our learnings. And then in terms of uh, people, I think having diverse set of people, if anybody can manage to have that uh, diversity, 
in the room uh, the the quality of general quality of ideas and quality of whatever action you want to take is going to be exponentially higher versus you know not having a diverse group of people contributing so it's those are some important traits in in replicating this maybe elsewhere gotcha yeah i understand yeah, diversity is always important and again there you go back to bias because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have the diversity in the room it is going to be biased it's going to be people that are having the same discipline or the same profession or the same ideas yeah yeah i mean we have so so just to give you a diversity from professional point of view you know one of my co-founders he 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 used to be a professional coach for he did that for a living without any ai background so we were not just biased about you know people what should be your background should you know algorithms should you know technology and should you have a business around ai yeah. so those were not the criteria yeah exactly so what fascinated me is that kind of you get more involved with, with the larger organization uh, you, you mentioned the number of a minute ago this at the end of course needs to be carried forward yeah through yeah through bodies that can that have the impact and also the the authority to uh, to bring this forward how do you see that that evolving in the future i mean is this something that is that at some point in time you just hand over to to those organizations or is this something that needs to be carried out and continue to be carried out like like we're doing right now yeah so you know honestly we haven't thought that far but uh, you know at the moment the thought process is that you know it has to be democratic it has to be you know people driving this forward right and and however the participants want to shape the future of this you know that is going to be most critical right because we don't want to stifle an idea or you know control an idea we want to give a guiding general principle around yeah. you know what are the guidelines what is the criteria that we should generally follow but we know that ai is going to create continue to create new opportunities their unfair bias is going to continue to come into you know whether we like it or not it's going to happen new questions are going to be asked and and we are going to be challenged and you know above all we cannot forget that you know everything is around making human life better right it, it is all centered around you know the humans and us right but we want to extend that to the entire planet to the universe as much as possible so we want to be flexible and not rigid about you know saying you know this is exactly how we want to go and this is the future that looks like we are very we want to keep it fluid but True. within some guide, guiding principles yeah i mean i had a discussion i think about it last week with one of my podcast guests and uh, one of the conclusions was don't well kind of experiment learn and then decides like what to do with it rather than uh, to to create regulations and to stop certain things right from the beginning that was for example around sharing sharing data amongst your peers government to government commercial mm-hmm. business to commercial business and of course data privacy is is a very big thing but the data at the end is also yeah the fuel for so many good things that could happen so there it sort of contradicts each to each other yes yeah and and you know we we started the the whole uh, discussion around you know educating around biases so in during world war i don't know if you've heard the story but i've actually mentioned it in a few times in my videos and on the website as well that uh, you know during the world war when the, the uh, analysts or statisticians they started uh, looking at bullet holes on the plane they started thinking okay let's predict where the bullet holes are going to be targeted and armor those areas so we can be more effective and win the war 
But the problem was they were looking at planes which were coming back. They were not looking at planes that never made it back. So even though the entire statistical technique, the analysis, it was all data driven, but the bias was around planes which made it back. And, and that was a huge bias, which means you should armor the places where there are no bullet holes. It's just very counterintuitive. Thanks. So no matter how technical you are, no matter how much skill set and data that you have, there can always be a different lens that you might have to look at a problem. And this is all that we want to you know, educate and, and create awareness around. Yeah, talking about education, also kind of moving towards the half hour here, what advice would you give, let's start with a software company, kind of a software company building a new solution, what are the one, two, one, two or three things that they really should take into account when they are designing those type of new solutions? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is having a diverse group of engineers. You know, even in software engineering, the example that, uh, you know, you must check out is, you know, how Google had all right-handed coding. You know, the team was very diverse. It had female and, you know, all genders were considered and, you know, everything was set except for people were all right-handed. And they, when they uploaded YouTube videos, left-handed people using accessibility, it was flipping the videos upside down. So you need to be aware of creating the right diversity within the team. I think that's very, very important. And encouraging, you know, having an ideal ideation and a, a, an opportunity for people to see how they can give back beyond, you know, beyond their, you know, normal realm of works because the creativity just exponentially comes out when you create a forum for people, you know, to contribute and give back and do something good together. So that's very important to create some sort of a culture around that. And, you know, obviously being in technical space, you know, one doesn't, one doesn't think about, you know, having, uh, again, it's, it goes back to the diversity opinion, but, you know, having a, some young people from education background or, you know, uh, some people who are very experienced from, you know, all different types of backgrounds, right, you know, including professors, you know, having having a good culture of, uh, you know, academics and, and uh, technology and, you know, future thinking businesses, yeah. you know, it, it is very important to create a forum or a platform, whether it is monthly or quarterly, whatever that frequency makes sense. But, having a conscious effort around around that is is important and, and not everything is driven by money or, or i want to say that not everything would require a lot of money to uh, to make it a success you know one can start with just a simple you know good intentions from people and you know just contributing back so not everything requires a lot of money that is important to keep in mind yeah exactly Kind of now flipping flipping the, uh, the the question from the the developers and the and the, business, the software businesses are that are creating their solutions to the to the end user market. I mean, if you are selecting those type of solutions uh, as an end user organization, what are the top one, two, or three things that yeah, the decision makers need to look for or need to ask for? Yeah, so the decision makers need to you know start asking you know some very hard questions which you know, initially may sound like, you know, a overkill or an additional effort or an additional cost and time. And, you know, people are not able to meet deadlines, but, you know, they're being asked these questions and clarifications. Yeah. If everything is made explainable, if everything is made transparent, right, what kind of uh, data biases like Microsoft has refused a couple of very large deals in the government around their image recognition AI, because they know that it's very, very biased uh -huh. uh, against certain ethnicities. So uh, it's important to be aware and sometimes, you know, put the foot down and prioritize, 
you know, doing the right thing instead of, uh, you know, making a lot of dollars. And, and there is a huge misconception around, you know, if you do the right thing, you might end up sacrificing profits. What we want to obviously encourage is that uh, doing the right thing can be very, very profitable. And, and that's why we are actually encouraging these pitch ideas and, and people to invest in those pitches. Yeah, it all starts with the why at the end. I was looking at uh, a video yesterday from a company that's uh, considered one of the unicorns this year, a company called New Story. I mean, that's, that's all starting with, oh, like you said before, you know, making the first step and doing something that everybody finds crazy until it's not anymore because you solved it. And it all starts with that. And initially, it might not be uh, something that, that sounds or feels like a profitable case. But once you made it, make it happen, it really, really becomes like something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we we believe that you know, with along with why, you should also look at why not, and yeah. we you know comp- you know have a holistic view of everything, and you know diversity brings those questions right. Having having the ability to ask the right question and question everything until uh, you know everybody and all aspects of are, are covered right. So that's that's very important. Yeah, I feel a lot more unicorns are being created at the moment. And, and if, you know, some of these ideas have the potential to become bigger, uh, I think they should, they can all have a shared responsibility of, you know, doing something good with whatever their business is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something that, that should maybe become a theme? Like, okay, the, the, that is a lot of organizations create ideas and it's about their own, their own, yeah, their own profit, their own benefit. And well, today with the technology available, it is possible to, to really think beyond that and start thinking about like, the, the social impact of certain solutions. That's where the bias comes in, of course. Any advice on that? Yeah. So again, you know, I'll go back to the guideline principles that, you know, everybody's talking about and, you know, our principles that we came out with, you know, just to, you know, help people make sure that, you know, the, those guiding rails are, again, followed to as much as possible. So humanizing, yeah, you know, creating human-centered design, that's very important. Having fairness is the second thing, right? Designing your models around, you know, concrete goals of fairness and inclusion. And it has to be, you know, a very goal-oriented model to begin with. Interpretability or explainability is another third goal that we have here in the guidelines where, you know, planning options to pursue interpretability, you know, that has to go right from the beginning that you know people should interpret the results in a manner that it was intended or designed it's very important and then again the fourth one is privacy and fifth one is security you know those are uh, very obvious ones but th- so we started with these five guidelines and we saw uh, european union came out with uh, seven which were kind of similar around these uh, similar guidelines that we had yeah. so everybody is concluding the same things and i think we we want to share the similar ideas that you know those guidelines are all available but one has to start getting into the action mode. I think for us, it's important that we want to promote action-oriented behaviors and say, let's start doing something. Let's start doing something very small and basic. It doesn't need to be grand. It doesn't require lots of people or money. Start something which is doable right now. True. Very good advice. And to kind of round the whole circle, where can people go to find out more about the guidelines, to find out more about your initiatives, uh, maybe even kind of talk to you to, yeah, to start something similar in a, in a different country around the world. Yeah, so I think the European uh, Commission has a paper called Trustworthy AI, and a lot of summaries have been written about this, but there are seven guidelines that are available on that. 
We have our own website, thegoodai.org. I think the presentation should be available there, which talks about our five guidelines that we created and you know overall purpose and mission of the good AI. So we have been publishing that. And there are lots of great articles and papers in IEEE and the, the communities that are coming up. I mean, uh, good AI, and then there are multiple other interesting organizations who are doing specific actions using AI. And in your own organization, I mean, you will be surprised, right, that uh, there might be someone in your own organization who is already doing something about this, but maybe they're doing on their own. Maybe they're just, you know, a very small group. I would encourage everybody to join them and find those people and join them and, and you know, create a much larger community locally everywhere. Exactly. Very good advice. Vikram, this was really inspiring. And I think you're, uh, you're doing something really good, very, very much needed, providing that guidance and leadership to ensure that what we are creating with the technologies today is, uh, is, is ending up in something that we are going to be happy with. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ton. And, and I, I, th- I share the same sentiment for you. I mean, what you're doing here is, you know, uh, bringing all those different diverse people. Um, I consider myself privileged to be here uh, with you today and, uh, you know, with the amazing set of interviews that you have done. <laughs> I hope, uh, you know, this was worth your time and, and, and the time of your audience. But I thank you, everyone who's listening and, and you for giving me the opportunity to share what we're doing here in Seattle. Absolutely. It was a pleasure on my side. And for everybody listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Vikram Modgil, founder of thegoodai.org. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So, with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. .com The Hacking, a new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for .com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.